but very, very dangerous. If you spotty sense, you know, I was like, oh, something's off. And I'm just like, man, I'm waiting to hear something, you know. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the ninth episode. Um, took a little bit of a, a little bit of a break last week. I got some, I guess you could say, life things. <laughs> life happens, um, but uh, I'm going to be pretty short and sweet with this one. Um, so this past week, um, I've definitely been watching a lot of true crime um, on Netflix. And I know this this first documentary that I watched, um, it's called Girl in the Picture. Um, it was pretty big on social media, mainly, especially here in Oklahoma, especially when it came to um, it being located in Tulsa, uh, Choctaw, um, and, you know, in, I think, other, another small town, I can't think of it right now, but, man, that was pretty crazy because, like, the guy took, a, you know, basically this guy took kids and changed their name, identity, basically kidnapped them and brainwashed them into, you know, this, doing things and, you know, pretty wild guy. And a dude, you know, the dude looked crazy, but, you know, it all starts off with this girl and she has multiple different names, like, some per like some people knew her as Sharon. Some people knew her as Tanya. Like she had different like different names, and uh, well, she ends up dead. Like end up kind of off to the side of the road, dead. And they couldn't find out who was the person that was you know like, killed her. And it was an unsolved case for a long time. Well, then she had a son, and basically her son. Was uh, was uh, put into foster care, and this old man who was allegedly uh, the murdered woman or the killed woman, the hit and run girl—that was her husband. Well, that he claimed that that's his son, so he goes to court and they do the DNA test. Well, come to find out, he's not his son, and so the kid gets put in foster play, foster care, and gets adopted out to this family, this really nice family who's you know helped a lot of kids over the years. And he ends up, uh, you know, the kid ends up going to school one day, and this is what's wild about this, is this, uh, the guy, the older guy who was married to the hit and run woman with the son, kidnaps the son at school, holds the principal at gunpoint, drives him out to the, in the middle of nowhere, Choctaw, Oklahoma, and strips him butt naked, and ties him to a, to a tree. And they're trying to, and then he takes off with the the young boy, which is wild. But I won't give it away. I'm not going to tell the entire story. But there's a lot of, it's a lot of, uh, I guess you say explicit, kind of sexual. I don't say deviancy, but there's, it's that's exactly what it is. This dude's crazy, um, you know. And, and the level of trying to cover your tracks is just craziness. But that one's called Girl in the Picture. Um, so people my age, um, we were around when it first, like when the internet 
first started quote unquote going viral. And this next documentary that I watched, True Crime, was about a guy named Kai the Hatchet Wielding uh, Hitchhiker. And I remember this guy back in, like I said, 2013, I believe. Because he's the guy, if you if you remember that, he saved the woman from this guy who was high on whatever. Basically, so I, the, the story goes, I'll just rewind it. You know, whatever. I'll just tell, tell it from the beginning. I ain't going you know, to give you all no, no spoilers, though. But so, one day, um, there's a guy, he's driving with a hitchhiker. And they crash into a, basically it's a service uh, electrician's truck. And pins a guy into the, the truck. And the guy at the wheel is saying a bunch of crazy stuff. Racist. You know, basically saying he's God. And he's like, he, and that he can control life. Well, there's a woman, there's, there's a woman, a couple women really, but one woman is trying to really help. So she is trying to assist, you know, trying to just be, you know, a good Samaritan and help. And the guy fights her off and basically beats her up. And then another chick comes in and beats her up. And the passenger of the car comes out and saves this woman's life because this guy was going to choke this woman to death. Saves her life by using an axe or a hatchet. And beats him over the head. And that's where the story starts. And it goes viral. He basically you know, gets interviewed by a, uh, this uh, local uh, kind of a uh, news station. And uh, it goes viral. And it, the part of the quote that I remember the most is where he's like, Yo, there was this dude. He came up. And he grabbed the woman, and I said, so mash, so mash, so mash. And so if you guys remember that viral video, that's what that's about. And to me, what, you know, what transpires, like, once, like what transpires over the next, like, literally, this documentary takes, you know, course over three months, like, from the time that viral video drops, three months later, this dude's life has totally changed, and it's totally crazy. Like the amount of you know publicity and you know I guess you could say fame that this homeless guy who had all these problems, you know, that no one knew of. He just he was spouting off like in his interview that you know everyone deserves respect, everyone deserves to be loved, and so it's crazy, you know, the jump that he makes and what happens to him. Um, and that one is called Kai the Hatchet, uh, Hatchet Wielding Hitchhiker, and that's on Netflix as well. Um, so the topic today, um, I've had a lot of, I've, not a lot of people, I've had a few people, you know, kind of reach out to me and, you know, asking me if I've seen the Paranormal Rangers um, episode on Unsolved Mysteries of the Reservation. And I haven't, I, I eventually watched it, you know, for this episode, but I have been researching these guys for quite a long time. And they're known as the Navajo Rangers. It's, uh, and I may, you know, I may butch their names, but it's Stan Milford and Jonathan Dover, Jonathan Redbird Dover. And they have been given talks for kind of around different paranormal, um, uh, 
conferences and whatnot for quite a bit of time, like maybe three, four, five, even seven years. And I heard about these guys um, from a, I, I don't know how I caught it, but it was a paranormal conference that was that went live on YouTube back about five, seven years ago. And I had caught Jonathan Dover's uh, presentation. And so how he how they started was in 2000, basically in the year 2000, um, him, he was, they, they were both given to a special projects group, um, both, you know, federal, you know, got federal ties, a lot of training, um, you know, they, you know, are very good police guys, detectives, um, they worked in homicide, like they did a lot of stuff in their career before this um, special projects uh, assignment that they were given, and, you know, in 2000, they were put together and they had been solving, or solving and, you know, investigating paranormal cases. Uh, this is, I guess, going. I guess uh, Jonathan Dover's retired, but Stan Milford, I think he's still going. Which shout out to Stan Milford. He is a uh, he's from Tahlequah. Um, I was like, man, because when I heard that, I said, oh yeah, yeah, I knew, I knew he was a real one. No, <laughs> but um. I heard, like I said, I had heard about these guys for a while, and so, um, you know, one thing I found was so interesting about them is the fact that they cover things that are not really talked about. Like, if you typed in on YouTube right now, you know, Native American folklore stories, um, or whatever the, that phrase that you can use, you know, they, it's a lot of not, it's a lot of people that aren't in the culture, and, and a lot of people that are not Native speaking on native topics and one thing i think that they both do really really good job is that they know what they're doing they know what they're talking about and they uh they've experienced it and to me it's so fascinating to especially you know with the kind of stuff that they were doing and they got their start in 2000 well their first case was a bigfoot uh was a bigfoot uh case and you know, they investigated it. Basically, what they did is they tracked this animal all the way out to this creek. And, you know, came across, you know, basically it was like a bundle of hair on, on the on the bob wire. And they went and took it and got it DNA tested. And, and basically, the only thing that came back was possible uh, a possible carnivore. Unknown carnivore. Which, you know, I was, you know, list, you know listening to people ask questions to him, they said, what, what does that mean? And he goes, I don't know, I'm not, he, he just kind of laughs and I'm not the lab guy. Which makes sense, you know, I mean, you're just basically sending it off, but, you know, I thought it was really interesting, you know, because he just, you know, when they sent that in, and, you know, there's been other, you know, people that have sent in hair samples and uh, alleged uh, feces samples, and it's come back kind of weird. Some people's gotten back, you know, normal animal, but, you know, it's always like an, uh, it's always an unknown species you know, type of thing, and I thought it was really interesting that he sent it in, you know, on their first case, and so they, you know, they took, they basically did Bigfoot store, or Bigfoot investigations, um, Skinwalker or Shapeshifter, um, Hauntings, and then uh, UAP, UFOs, and as you get down the line, one thing that I really like that they do, and you know, I know this topic is really kind of sensitive in some aspects. And, you know, 
you know, and Stan and Jonathan both, they also, you know, they do say that we, they, we are not traditional. You know, we were not raised traditional. We have learned these things. Um, and, you know, these things bother everybody. And they go, uh, Jonathan really, Jonathan Dover really goes into talking about what a, what a skinwalker actually is. Because um, one thing I see on TikTok and Facebook and Facebook Reels, Instagram Reels, is that people think everything's a skinwalker, especially non-natives. And skinwalkers are specifically, you know, they are specifically to one thing or to something. Um, you know, he talked about a case in a interview that I watched with, uh, and I can't remember the name of the interview, but shout out to, uh, I think it's that guy's name was, I can't remember anyways, but, you know, he, he does the interview and he said, you know, basically that a lot of the problems with the stuff that's going on, on on these reservations is that young people are learning this medicine, but they're not learning why or how or uh, what to do or anything. And they're just using this medicine to basically benefit off of it. And, you know, uh, Jonathan and Stan talked about uh, a young guy who was in a group of skinwalkers. Like, they all had their own little meeting, like, they were their own kind of gang, almost. And they said that they meet, they met at, you know, different specific points, um, but they all, but basically what happened was, is one of the kids learned how to do this from a relative, and he ended up sharing it and showing his other, his friends, his best friends on how to do this. And, you know, one thing about medicine, you're chosen to do this. Um, you just don't give it to anybody. And that's, you know, kind of what, you know, they, they said, Stan, uh, Jonathan and Stan, they said, you know, this was given inappropriately to these other kids and they were shown this. And, you know, this, this, uh, I guess they call it Navajo witchcraft, but that's what they, they call it. We, I just call it medicine is, you know, it's not always for you. And one thing that, you know, that with that group is they start terrorizing it, uh, the community. They did it for fun. They pulled pranks. Um, they'd mess with, you know, girlfriends, uh, other friends. They would, you know, they'd steal stuff and they turn into these different animals. Well, one day, the uh, church door that was the local church, Presbyterian church to be exact, is, what, is how it was described. Uh, the doors were open. It was, it was real hot that summer, and. You know, Jonathan describes his kid hearing this. He goes, oh, what is that? Um, so he walks in the church, and the kid sits in the back row and just kind of hangs out, and you know, in the in the church. And he starts to realize, he's like, no, I, I want to do this. I, I feel a part of this. And the kid becomes a Christian. Well, he goes home, and he... Uh, was out with his buddies one night and they were like, Hey man, let's go do this. We got, Hey, we got something to do tonight. You know, let's go do this. And they go to change to shift basically. And the boy that accepted Christ couldn't, he couldn't do it from now on because he was another way now. And he tried and tried and tried. And, you know, he told, you know, that's just, you know, what it was told to, to Jonathan and 
Dover and, and, and Stan Milford that, that he couldn't turn anymore. He couldn't, couldn't use that because he was another way. So I thought that, so it's stories like that, you know, that are, are never really shared, you know, and another thing I thought was, you know, another story that really hit me kind of hard, you know, can I think about this um, as it pertains to some stories here in Oklahoma. Um, there's a, a couple, and this is, this is a story that Jonathan Dover and, uh, I think Jonathan Dover and Stan both told, Mr. Milford's told, but they were coming home, there was a couple that were coming home. And they looked up and they said, there's something in our chicken coop. Uh, it looked like coyote. So the husband runs in there, grabs a gun, and shoots it. And he sees the, this coyote-looking thing take off into the wood, off into the kind of darkness. Well, he follows it. He follows the blood and kind of keeps walking. And he looks in this bush and he said, it's about a, he said, oh, it's just a coyote. Well, I'm going to go drag it and, you know, discard of the body. Well, he's picked. He basically picked the the coyote up by its hind legs, and as he was dragging it, the coyote turned into a human. And it it wasn't really human, but it was humanoid. And he looked and he dropped it. And he said, "Oh my God, I just shot somebody." He calls the 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 uh, the husband calls nine one one. He also calls the the Navajo Rangers and. Everybody, Navajo police, and they take this this thing, or I guess is the, how the the how Jonathan described that this man told what this thing looked like. He said it looked human, but it wasn't quite human; like it was still in between, almost. And the police, the non-native police, was like, oh, "We're going to pass this over to Navajo uh, policemen." So they take this thing. They you know they take him to the hospital. And they work on this this person thing, and the uh, husband said, you know, when the Navajo Rangers got there, you know, the husband's like, I think I know that guy. He just looks didn't look right though, you know, just didn't quite look, you know, how I thought he would look, you know, or how he was supposed to look. And uh, so they take the report down, um, and they, you know, they take take him to the station and question him, and you know, basically just get the full story. And, you know, basically the, the, that person that, that, that he shot, it was going to live. It was going to be all right. And the couple asked, you know, Mr. Dover, and they were like, well, what are we supposed to do? What if it comes back and hurts us? What if this guy comes back and hurts us? He says, and so how the, the legend goes is if you know if someone's a, a skinwalker, or shapeshifter, you you go to their front door and let them know who you know. You let them know who they are, and you tell them. And usually they'll die. Like how it goes is you say die within a certain period of time. It could be a week, month, whatever it is. You know, <clears throat> but I've heard that um, too as well. You know, when I was sitting there, I was like, dang, that's, that's some real knowledge right there. You know, but but that's what they told me. It says okay, and so they they had power back. They took the power back. Of this of this being being, but essentially what it was was they found out it was a neighbor who was real jealous of how many chickens he had, and what they were what he was going to do was kill and eat some of those kill and and eat some of those chickens and take some for himself, um, and so you know those cases like that you know to me are are so fascinating because it's like it reminds me of my you know my childhood and growing up and 
being told stories of that happened to my relatives. So I um uh, Mom Scott, who you know is 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 my uh, grandmother, uh, multiple great grandmother, and they used to have a house out in Eufaula. If you guys have been out to, uh, you know, if you guys went to the Eufaula Canadian uh, Tribal Town Storytelling uh, back in October. Um, that same house is where we had that storytelling is where I'm, I'm describing this story now. It's where it happened. And, you know, my uncle now owns it. Uncle, um, uncle John Mark Tiger, uh, you know, he's an artist. And shout out to him. Um, he's always out and about, you know, following him on Facebook. But, but uh, he's out there now. But back in the day, you know, there was these, this dog that used to come around to the, and play with the kids. And Mom Scott would always kind of shoo it off, and uh, that's what we called her. Uh, that's what they called her. I, I didn't, I wasn't alive when she was around, but that's what they would call her. And you know, she'd shoo them off. Get out of here! Well, one day those kids really loving on that dog, really just oh yes, you know, you know, scratching him behind the ears, and he's all yeah. I and mean, when he when he went to that dog went to open its mouth, it had a gold tooth. Uh, and they shoot him off, and you know they, they was thinking it was probably a neighbor or you know somebody like that. But that stuff has been around for a long time uh, when it comes to that type of medicine. Now the lore on that is 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 very wide ranging. I was told, and I'm not going to divulge on you know exactly what the practices were, um, but I've been told of what it takes to do that. And how many, you know, what you got to do in terms of, um, you know, to do these things. Um, But Stan and Jonathan, uh, they know, they they divulged a little bit of that information. I'm going to tell you that this now. This is according to Navajo Navajo, uh, beliefs. But eventually you have to to, uh, hurt a, a loved one. Is is one of the uh, one of the trials? You have to be buried. Is another one, and uh, you know you have to you you have to do certain things. And I'm not like I said I'm going to tell those two, but you know I, I don't I'm not going to go any more into that because that's you know I don't want I don't want to disrespect anybody or you know or or say anything you know that may come across any type of way like I'm giving away some stuff, but um, but they would do these things and and. One thing that he, they really, you know, they really had a lot of those cases is what they said. Um, they said that in the in the in the Netflix version, but they also said that in interviews that they they said most of their about two percent of their cases were uh, were those were those shapeshifter type uh, cases. And you know, I just find it real, you know, real crazy that you know that they had been divulged that type of information and they sharing it to the world. You know, and I've I've seen I've read some of the comments of non-natives, and they're like, "Man, this is you know baloney meat. You know, this is terrible. You know, that this stuff doesn't happen in real life." And you know, eventually, I'm going to get to the Girl Scout murders. I'm going to do a review of a documentary. I'm not going to talk about the, the the personal things and of that nature. I'm just going to stick to the facts and and what we know. I'm not you know, and I may divulge in some inform- in some you know my, some of my assumptions, but uh, but it's similar to that. 
that document that documentary uh, they you know I saw a lot of people just kind of saying oh you know that stuff is not real and for me it's very real I, I believe in it um, I, I live my life as if you know that you know those things could have happened and you know it took a long time for me per for me to to think that way I mean I guess I'm only 28 years old but still you know I mean as you get older as you get older and you have kids you kind of real start thinking about those things. And, you know, they, they discuss a haunting um, case that's real, you know, kind of spooky. But basically they had, they were in this old, uh, it, it was, it, it kind of reminded me of this building, kind of reminded me of Pawnee IHS Hospital. Because it was, it was not similar, but, it, you know, the, the same things weren't happening. But it was the same type of hauntings where people would hear, like, voices in their ear. Someone felt like someone was breathing on them. Um, or, like... You know, stuff would be tossed around or moved. But when Stan was in there, he had four of his other guys, or three other guys in there with him, so four total. And they're kind of looking around, and, you know, they started feeling like quarters were starting to be tossed out, like quarters and dimes. And, you know, one crazy thing is they had a European-British pound come out of nowhere. And Stan's buddy, who he had with him, I think it might have been his cousin literally saw the coin coming at him and it like almost went through him and then hit him in the back in this building and i can't remember what building it was but it was on navajo reservation and uh but basically yeah it was coming at him and it went through him is what how he described kind of how he described it and it hit him in the back and it fell to the ground but you know him and jonathan both for a, a while were finding quarters and dimes and nickels and uh, different type of coins showing up all over the place, which I found that to be real kind of interesting. Um, but you know, there's a, a myriad of other things like they dealt with UFO investigations, and um, the, some of those are pretty interesting because they kind of connect to a couple uh, shapeshifter type things. You know, crazy story that happened to Stan when he. He had saw a UA, uh, like a, an orb come out, kind of come over the car. Um, and they looked up, and there was nothing there. Well, then they got out some type of special kaleidoscope, not kaleidoscope, but some type of, you know, infrared type thing, and he could, he could see something right above where, you know, they, you know, they said that they saw that, uh, I guess it'd be like a, like an orb or something, but... Basically, it was it was up there where they where they thought they thought they you know where it kind of passed, and you know another kind of weird occurrence was they saw an orb and then all of a sudden they looked out the left hand side and there was some type of greyhound looking coyote looking thing running next to them, and you know they didn't know what it was and they thought it was kind of strange and they kept you know they went up to like sixty five miles an hour and it was still running next to them. Um, and you know Jonathan Dover goes into a story, which is this is a crazy story, and I was like, and I really shook me out. But he, you know, a farmer was checking his his uh, his uh, fence lines one night when it was getting dark, and I think he might have told this in the interview uh, with this guy. Which there's an interview I listened to for an hour, and this guy was it was an, it's a non-native tell, you know interviewer, and Jonathan Dover's trying to tell him information. This dude's just kept joking around and trying to you know get stand, get 
uh, not Stan, get uh, Jonathan to to laugh, and I'm just like, man, come on, like let him tell, like he he's telling some he's telling some heat right now, but um, but but the farmer's checking his uh his fence line, real you know, kind of getting late, and he looks out and he's kind of going about 45 miles an hour, just making sure nothing's down, and this thing, this kind of he and it's described the same way that Stan Milford did. Uh, Basically, it was like a greyhound slash coyote looking thing. It was real hairy. It was kind of hairy, but it was longer than a coyote. And it was running. Well, the farmer, you know, is like, man, what is that? So he's speeding up because the speed limit's changing and he's going faster. He's going about 55 and he went up to 60. And this thing was still next to him. Well, the farmer slows down, shoots this thing. And he gets out and he swerves, gets out and goes and checks on it because he shoots it dead to, you know, not dead to rights, but, you know, basically in the knee where it couldn't get away, you know. And he looks and it was a little girl, about a teenage girl. And they said they reported the Navajo Rangers, but he never heard. And that's one thing, too, that I wish that, the, you know, these guys, once they get put off the case and they, they quote-unquote, solve the case or they figure out what's going on or, you know, try to get help for these people, they just don't, they don't follow up. And that's why I'm like, man, I wish they would follow up because I always want, I was curious on what happened to that girl. If she died or, you know, if that man, you know, I just, you know, what happened to him. But, you know, I just find it real interesting. But we're running up on almost 30 minutes for this episode. Um, you know, we had a little bit of a hiatus um, last week. But, you know, hopefully these, you know, these, this episode, you know, I know like I said I had some people reach out to me and I hope this, I hope this episode, you know, did justice to those uh, to those guys, those, those paranormal rangers, they, you know, they, to me, they're the real deal. Um, a lot of the information I'm like, man, that's, this, this can be related back to here in, in uh, Oklahoma. Um, but I'm going to tell one last story, kind of a, you know, a, a story that came to mind when, when we were talking about this, me and my dad were talking about the, these rangers is, uh, you know, we used to kind of get messed, messed with. And that, that'll be something I tell down the line. Um, it may be, Six months from now, maybe a year, maybe two. But I'll go into full detail about it and kind of give a more clear timeline. I've told this story. I've told some of these stories on Unsolved Mysteries of the Reservation. Which um, go like, subscribe, uh, listen, follow, whatever you know. Do everything. Um, go 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 check us out over there. Um, but uh, you know, we used to live in this trailer uh, when I was a little guy, like young, like baby. And uh, it was out on, uh, over there kind of by, I think it was by the stadium is how my dad described it, uh, NSU Stadium, Northeastern State University Stadium. Um, and one day my dad saw two skunks about, you know, size of a dog. And, you know, that's one thing about that medicine that's kind of real, to me it's real spooky, real eerie, because... A lot of times it could be an omen. They could just be saying, hey, I'm watching you. I know I'm around. You know, letting you know I'm around. I ain't going to do nothing to you today. I'm not going to do nothing to you tomorrow. But I'm just letting you know I'm around. And and my dad would see those things out there because we had some things going on. But um, I appreciate you guys listening to this um, this episode. Um, let me know what you guys think about the outro music. Uh, you know, shady music. I'm not going to give who that person is. He wanted to re- remain anonymous. Nah, but... Let me know what you think about the outro music, and uh, uh, you can go follow me on uh, TikTok, One Man Band 918, Facebook, Yehola Tiger, 
YouTube, Warcry Podcast. It's available on Spotify, Apple, Google Play, or Google Podcasts, iHeart Podcast, Apple Podcasts. Um, we're going to be adding more as we go, or I'm going to be adding more as we go, or as I go. Um, I'm going to try to line up some interviews. Uh, we're going to, you know, you know, that's something that I'm, that's coming down the pipeline is trying to get that worked out. And, and, uh, hopefully, like I said, we can get this thing rolling. Um, I know Unsolved Mr. Reservation is on a high age, but we'll be back. Um, but like I said, guys, I appreciate you guys listening in and I'll catch you on the next one.